On this week's edition of the Brotherly Love Eagles podcast, remembering the 2018 Philadelphia Eagles. Welcome to the final 2018 season in review of the Brotherly Love Eagles podcast. Are we are we reviewing our own podcast or the Eagles season? The Eagles season. <laughs> oh, you made it sound like we were going to review how well we did as a podcast. I think a self-assessment would go far, too. <laughs> we look within and without, man. Okay, that sounds good. So, uh, so passive. The 2018 Eagles, pretty bizarre season. Uh, I think we'll get we'll get into the Saints game in a minute, although this is related. But from what I've read and my own feelings, I feel like the great quarterback controversy is is now put to bed. Carson is our guy. Is are we all on board? Yes, I was. That was one of the big reliefs I had from the game is that big dick Nick. Had yeah. another great comeback. Thank but you, Bill they still Simmons. Scored sixteen points <laughs> to beat the Bears. Then they get off to this amazing start where Nick Foles looks unstoppable. They don't do anything for the rest of the game, whether that's Nick Foles' fault or not. You know, it's hard to tell. It looks like for much of the game after the first quarter, guys didn't get open, but they still. I mean, the the defense only gave up twenty points in New Orleans. The offense yeah. needs to win. They that did game. their job. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It was so, the to win. Yeah. yeah, so it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good that Nick Foles will hopefully get a chance somewhere. He'll always be a legend in Philadelphia, but now we can just move on and for better, for worse, till death do us part, it's Carson Wentz. Yeah, young, young Nicola didn't, didn't have his best game, uh, but it did feel like, I mean, as we all know, that we were going to, it felt like we were going to score at the end before Alshon had the drop, which I, I forgive him for. Yeah, he won us a but, Super Bowl. We wouldn't want a Super Bowl without him. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm, I'm relieved. I'm not relieved if I'm Carson Wentz's dermatologist because absurd <laughs> neck acne. But we, we, we were the first. We were terrible. Yeah. We were the first movers. If there's anything we broke this season is why are we not dealing with Carson Wentz's acne and then the we neck like acne trended. Everyone else. Yeah, the the uh, neck acne really trended and people couldn't stop talking about it. And of course, people are like, "Is it steroids? Why won't he treat himself?" Like so, all the all the uh, conspiracy theories are now out there with his uh, neck acne. Uh, yeah, steroids would make sense. The neck acne wasn't there when we were talking about it, though. It kind of, it really grew. <laughs> it started, well, the, the, started the shoulder pads forehead. probably covered it more. He had like a kind of low cut, like high, you know, loose neck shirt that showed a lot more of his neck than usual. Oh, you know what? I'm having a moment here. Remember when we were making fun of his outfit in London because he was wearing a turtleneck? That's why. Yeah. It was a coverage technique. Cover two. <laughs> Maybe he has an acne that is so bad, there's nothing that can cure it. 
an incurable <laughs> acne. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe Accutane could do it, but it's it's not in vogue because it makes you kill yourself. Yeah, it's not worth the risk if you're a franchise QB. So, uh, again, I stand by my point, though. I think Accutane was the best thing that ever happened to me, and I was perfectly happy on Accutane because I finally Yeah, no, skin. I was good. Yeah, but it, it might have messed up with your intestines. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can't eat spicy. Ah, Where is it? Who needs this? <laughs> yeah, but I look great. <laughs> so, uh, priorities. So let's talk. Let's go back to Nicola for a second. So, the Eagles can sign him next year for $20 million, but that would be a bit much, probably. So, right now, the odds table is top contender for Nick Foles in the offseason Miami plus 200. Then the Redskins plus 250, Jags plus 350, Broncos plus 400. So, well, and I, it also, goes to an AFC team. That's all I I'd also heard the Giants. What were the Giants at? Uh, you know what? I cut it off after the first four, but I think they were the Eagles were plus 600. They were the fifth highest. And then I think it might have been the Giants after that. Well, they're not going to send them to an NFC East team unless an NFC East team gives them some ridiculous offer. So, yeah, a King's Ransom would do it. You know, I don't think they're going to get any more than a third. You know, I can. We, I, I just uh, I don't understand the NFL market that way. You know, people think like first rounders are sacred. The Eagles have whiffed on first rounders from uh, time immemorial. They're I'd be happy with a third rounder. Day. We, you know, yeah. You never know. Uh, you you got to hit on drafts though. You can't miss too often in today's NFL because then your roster is just filled out with a bunch of mediocre players. That's fair. Um. All right. So let's get back. Let's get back to the uh, the loss in New Orleans, Amanda. What what are your thoughts and reflections on the game itself? We'll get to the full season in a second, but what? How do you feel now with the uh, with the benefit of time about the Saints game? Uh, well, I thought that I was very. I mean, I was very excited in the beginning because we came out hot. And really made a statement, and the defense was playing really well. But I think you could tell. I never felt very comfortable, even even after we had the fourteen point lead before the, you know the, um, I'm like the the trick punt. I'm like totally fake, punt. fake trick punt. punt. What do you call it? Fake punt. Thank you. Sorry, with uh, brain. that guy, uh, Taysom Hill character. It just looks like Tracy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But and you could tell that the Saints were rusty because they'd been off for three weeks. And, um, but you know, but like I was proud of the team for making it a game. And even at the end, it was like the story of the entire year. They, even though the Saints ended up, you know, outplaying them for after the first quarter, they still had a chance in the end. And, you know, I think that I think that last interception was unfortunate, just in terms of like he got unlucky. But we didn't deserve to win the game, so I I wasn't too upset about it. The fact that we were even in the playoffs to begin with was still a miracle. So I was proud of the effort. I thought they, you know, they fought hard. They made a statement in terms of how much they've improved. And but I think the better team won, and I'm not that upset about it. What statement yeah. did they make? 
Hey well, guys, they can play like, with the best. You know, round. Yay. <laughs> that they can that they can play no, with the but, best, Matt. Well, after having like an abysmal season and getting destroyed by the Saints, what was it, forty eight to seven earlier in the season? Right. You know, they had a chance to win that game. They really turned it around. It really they really showed that the NFL is a marathon season. And if you stick it out, you well, have a you shot. Brought in every cliche known to man in that one. If you analysis. give it hundred and ten percent. Wow! Did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed this morning, Mister Grumpster Man? Oh my gosh! <laughs> she just called you a Grumpster Man, Mister Debbie Downer. Out. Well, I'm glad she didn't do a cliche <laughs> to make fun of me. I'm proud of her for that. <laughs> I do, and they gave it 110 percent, and never give up. Well, I think like they took they took advantage of the fact they got lucky, they got into the playoffs, and you know they. I thought that they, you know, they they, they weren't as talented as last year, and they still scrapped through and still had a chance. And uh, you know, I'm not mad about it. It also helps that we won the Super Bowl last year, so that that helps keep things in perspective. And on a final note, thank you for laughing at me. Uh, I am actually very happy that we don't have to listen to the Nick Foles Carson Wentz quarterback debate anymore. Like, if if we won that game, but then that would mean like we were I mean, still you, in the playoffs. Yeah, but I don't think we deserve to win the Super Bowl this year. It would have been great. I would have taken it, but I think. It ended up as it should have. Yeah, I, well, I tend to agree with you. I feel like we've been riding, we've been riding a series of coin flips since uh, week seventeen when Minnesota lost, and we we totally got lucky in the Chicago game. So, our yeah, luck we got sure. totally lucky that you know Parky missed the field goal, but they should have never let it get to that point. As far as I'm concerned, they outplayed him in the first half, and then Nikolai uh, threw a terrible pick. And then I would say yeah. the two plays of the game, yeah, no, but that was you know that that could go either way, and they they made it a great play. Um, I would say the two things is Nikolai in that Chicago Bears game in the first half made a terrible pick, and in this game made a terrible pick that totally changed the momentum of the game. I know Rube talked about it in their podcast with Dave Zangaro. Yeah, the jump ball. He threw and the then I was yeah. you know I I was just as mad as you know when I was yelling at the TV because we watched the game together when. Brandon yeah, Graham Matt, didn't Matt, pick up. Matt was like at 50% Ike Turner, Amanda. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> Sounds about Sorry, right. You guys are breaking up on my end, but I'm assuming you're just making fun of me. Yeah. When Brandon yeah. Graham didn't pick up that fumble, I was not happy about it. And then, you know, everybody, I, I can't believe there's any controversy of Doug Peterson not taking that penalty, especially when third and long the entire game, we looked like old school Eagles and giving up the first down almost every time. So, yeah, fourth I don't get two, that at all. Yeah, agree. fourth and two when they're on their own 30, you know, I just wish they were more prepared for that fake punt. But, again, you know, these things happen. And, and in the end, you know, we were playing with house money. And also we were getting lucky in a lot of situations to even make it to the playoffs. Totally agree on that. And so I was I was somewhat relieved. Yeah, so it would have been nice to play this week. And there was plenty of opportunities in that game where we should have not let them get back into the game and being up 21, nothing is a lot different to me up 14, nothing. But yeah, like you said, in the end, um, I'm glad the Wentz Foles debate is over and we can see if Wentz is truly the franchise QB. Yeah. I, I think 
in the final analysis, you're right. Also, Matt, going back to Chicago game, Nikola regressed to the mean a little bit. Luckily, he yeah. paid, played his best ever game against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. So his yeah. timing's impeccable. Well, he had a great game against Minnesota too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So he, he had a great. He had a he had a terrible first half against the Falcons. He had a terrible last couple games of the regular season, and then he finally woke up in the second half. Whether that was coaching adjustments or Foles or both, who knows? And then the Minnesota game. So for two games, he he truly was lights out. Minnesota and the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I feel like wherever he goes, it will kind of. I'm guessing it will depend on the coaching situation. For instance, if he goes to Miami and it's not like a offensive centric head coaching situation, because apparently the the Patriots defensive coordinator is going to go there. You know, he won't be. He'll have his, you know, droughts, his dry spells where he looks completely pedestrian to below average, and then he can, I guess, like turn it on. It just depends. But I, yeah, I feel he's a, like, I feel he's like a streaky game game. I mean, he's streaky, streaky QB, but for long stretches. <laughs> right. But also I feel like his environment really matters. Yeah. And I think Peterson was the perfect, um, I guess, mentor for him or coach. I yeah. guess they call them coaches now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. We will always love Nikki Foles. He'll always have a special place in our heart. And I'm sure there's, statue. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a, 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 a small percentage of the fans who wish Foles was there over Wentz, but I think for the most part, most Eagles fans are like, Wentz, is, Wentz has the truly bigger upside, and I don't think that's even debatable. Yeah, yeah, if his, if his face isn't completely covered in acne. But, I mean, the one thing you have to say <laughs> about uh, Wentz is, can he stay healthy? Right. Well, I think he, I think it's it moves proportionally with how much, his willingness to not be reckless. I think is a big part of it, right? Now, but also to take more chances with spreading the field. He he relied too much on Ertz, and maybe that's part of the injury. But hopefully, Foles sh- showed him this this season that you know, as we talked Ball's about, coming out. Yeah, and Alshon, if it's one on one he's going to go for it. And then it turned out, you know, speaking of Alshon, he played with broken ribs this game. So, I mean, the guy's yeah. been a hero for us for this Super Bowl run and, and the following season. So um, to take nothing away from Alshon and then Aguilar will be here for one more year. Cause I guess they have a fifth year option on him. I thought he was a free agent. So it's just spreading the wealth more and then they definitely need a running back. So let's, let's, uh, so let's, let's move on then to the 2018 season in review. Brought to you by Geico. <laughs> no, just kidding. We don't have sponsors. Um, I'd like to start the season in review section with a little in memoriam for all of the Eagles injuries this season. So I'm just, I'm just going to start listing them of all the ones I could think of or, you know, have compiled. So you have Mac Hollins out for the year, Mike Wallace for the year, JJ, Corey Clement. Jason Peters was kind of a corpse bride. He was there. He was in now. <laughs> Derek Barnett, Tim Jernigan for most of the year, and then came back in spades towards the end. Rodney McLeod, Ronald Darby, Jalen Mills, Jordan Hicks, who was resurrected, and Sidney Jones. So I think 2018 in review, given how devastating 
just the scale of all the injuries were, I do at least come away with from this season thinking that, you know, Dougie P is, is, is a good coach. And given that the Eagles were in the shitter, which is had something to do with Dougie P's, you know, offensive stratagems. Um, he did hold the team together and he did manage through all those injuries. And even Jimmy Schwartz towards the end, they coached up a lot of those guys they picked up off the street in the defensive backfield to put together a pretty good performance against the Saints. So well, I, I think Maddox ultimately it became a, an, an A coaching job. Yeah, they they persevered through that. They persevered through a lot of their Super Bowl run. I mean, look at that. Jason Peters was out for the year. Carson Wentz was out for the year. Darren Sproles was out for the year. Darren Sproles was out for much of this year. So they, they've been able to adjust with injuries. And you also have to give Howie and, and the front office credit with that too. But then, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't hit on all of those ones to refill, uh, replenish the secondary. But yeah, I mean, it's, a, you know, the NFL, you have to, you have to deal with injuries and you just hope it isn't too, too many players where you're starting to hit uh, the point of no return. But yeah, I think it seems to be that, you know, Peterson is a player's coach. He listens to his players. They love that. But then it, he still builds out a culture where, you know, it's, it's, it's familial and people, it's not, you know, rule with iron fist, but at the same time, there's accountability. And it seems like he definitely depends a lot on his leaders. So it, it also helps that Malcolm Jenkins, I think is huge in that locker room that he stays relatively healthy these last two seasons. And my man, Craven LeBlanc. Yeah. <laughs> well, Avante Max came back from an injury. He was a four, I think fourth round pick. So they really hit on him. Um, you know, Sydney, Sydney Jones has been the bus so far, but he's, he was really young. He was coming off an Achilles. So they knew it was going to be time, but he was injury prone this year. So, I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Um, and also to bring this back to advanced metrics corner, for most of the season, the Eagles were in the bottom third of the league. They were around like 21st to 23rd, depending on the week. But they finished with this out <clears throat> against the Saints at 13th overall. And they are pretty even across offense, defense, and special teams. So Dougie P was able to incrementally improve the squad. But it still tells you we didn't deserve to make the playoffs and got lucky. But still um, – in a Super Bowl hangover year, I think to end up ten and eight ended up being a success story, even though we were. It seemed like we were down and out. Well, as I said to Amanda last week, if you if we reviewed from early on in our this year's podcast, what would be a successful season? It was either divisional round, a, uh, NFC Championship game. We were around there, and then Carson Wentz proving he was our franchise QB. Well, one of the two. Well, by default. <laughs> <laughs> the jury's still out of whether Carson is truly, you know, a uh, franchise QB. You have to do it more than a season. I mean, a lot of people, I know they said like the stats, he still had great stats. Um, and I still believe in him, but he only had one truly great year, especially when now you're looking uh, at Mahomes in Kansas city as the new star of the league, you know? So um, this, this is a year by year league. And for a quarterback, you got to put together for at least, uh, three years where we start considering you to be the, the next generation, especially with breeze and Tom Brady in the final four. Yeah. But I think for me with Carson, I'm just worried about longevity and right. Well, and look at the final four. not about talent. 
Or the final four, you have Patrick Mahomes drafted a year after Carson Wentz, had a 50, a 50 touchdown season, 5,000 yards. You have Jared Goff, number one pick in the same draft, right? You can say it's system quarterback. He fell off the second half of the year, but he's in the NFC championship game. Mostly, yeah, he, they had a great run but game. But they're but there in spite of him, not because well, of him. Well, he's still there, right? So, um, And then you have the two Wiley veterans that have been great for a very, very, very long time. To be fair, though, I mean, last year, Blake Bortles made it to the AFC Championship game. Right. Longevity <laughs> is what I said. I'm just saying. Yeah, so yeah. maybe Jared Goff, it proves he's Blake Bortles. But, you know, um, I'm talking this year compared to last year. You would have said, I'll take Wentz versus everybody. And now most people would say, I'll take Mahomes versus anybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if he doesn't end up being as good as Mahomes, it, it'll be fine. Because Mahomes is the class of the league now, evidently. For one season. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to uh, season awards. Amanda, who is your 2018 Eagles MVP? I think this one's pretty easy. Well, I think it could be one of two people. Uh, Zach Ertz. Interesting. Interesting. That's not one of my two people. But I should have considered him. <laughs> oh, well, you made it seem like, I mean, just based on the stats, I thought you yeah, were going to say he, him. He kind of uh, disappeared. He kind of disappeared, yeah, yeah, in the playoff game. Yeah, but it, are we, we're talking about the whole season. Yeah, though. but, you know, the, the down-the-stretch factor is, is a part of it. It's a holistic rubric. Well, if we're talking about down-the-stretch factor, I don't know if this is on your list because you're making it seem like it should be a very <laughs> obvious choice, but <laughs> um, uh, I I thought Craven LeBlanc was great in the playoffs, and he was a surprise. Cravonius was great. I was telling Matt but, also that Craven LeBlanc sounds like like a ghetto fab version of Champagne that would be next to Mad Dog 2020s. Yeah, I think uh, I think I heard that joke somewhere else too. That it was You're like telling me I stole it, Trayvon LeBlanc. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> but um, this was a, so. But as I said, I think Earth would have been if we're looking season wise. Season wide, um, and Fletcher Cox is an obvious season wide. Well, one, but if you want to talk about I think MVP it's of the season? It's Fletcher Cox because look what happened when he went out of the game. That's when. Yeah, New Orleans came back, and I was like, yeah, desperately look for looking for him on every play, and by the time he came back, they had already given up the lead. I think you could also make yeah. a strong, a quite strong case for Malcolm Jenkins, but Fletcher was just the dominant force all season. Yeah. I think his locker room presence, you know, whenever Fletcher, or Fl- whenever Malcolm Jenkins leaves, I think it's gonna that's gonna be a huge loss because from everything you hear, he's just like the natural leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, I, and I also feel like the secondary getting its act together must have been hugely influenced by him, as well as the coaching staff. Yeah, he's just so versatile. They can use him in a bunch of different spots. So, um, yeah, I think it's definitely Fletcher Cox. And then speaking of injuries, starting off, you know, Brandon Brooks was their best offensive lineman. And he's, he's now gonna out be, eight He's going to be probably. gone, yeah, for yeah. most of the next season. So, tough one there as well. What was Achilles. his injury again? I forget. Yeah. Achilles. GT called it in real time. Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm a doctor. <laughs> Amateur doctor. So, Dr. Barber. 
what do you think was our best segment of 2018? Uh, definitely the Christmas song segment. <laughs> a thousand percent. A thousand percent. <laughs> that was the Fletcher Cox of our, our podcast. Of our 2018 season <laughs> site podcast. Not us missing for three weeks because we couldn't find a time. <laughs> Listen. Listen, this isn't our job, okay? Of lives. And and our early call on Carson's acne need. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That was definitely our biggest play, you know? Um, all right, on the flip side, who was your biggest eagle disappointment of 2018? Uh, mm, that's, oh. That's oh, I, I think it's quite easy. One to two people, Amanda. <laughs> stop, stop doing this to me. <laughs> well, let me, like let me lead in I'm surprised you didn't say that Corey Clement or Rodney McLeod were the MVPs of the 2018 Eagles. <laughs> no, Corey Clement <laughs> is my biggest disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, you know, injuries were a factor, but I really thought he would have a breakout year after the Super Bowl. He was a total non-factor all year. Well, I think it, I think it, the problem was is he was unhe- unhealthy for most of the year. Yeah, from everything but you still, read, is that he as had the a, president of the fan club. Yeah, ready yeah, for you would, success. you and Rube definitely kind of went silent after those early weeks of Corey Clement love. Yeah, the <laughs> the other one I thought was Nelly Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, he had a the weird year. But this I don't. Yeah, but here's the thing with Nelson Aguilar. I don't have high expectations for him. Like, last season he played well, but the season before that he played like shit. And he had, he had a decent second so, half like, of the year. It, yeah, so I wouldn't say that was a disappointment. I think he was like, you just don't really but it know just, what you're going to It feels like he's the type of player where he has really dynamic speed once he gets the ball, but it, it's, it's like, does he even know what route he's running? It seems like he's never open. Yeah, I think I think he's a slot receiver, and the problem is, is that when him and when Golden Tate came over, they were the same guy. So they definitely need that outside speed threat. That was the big that was the big difference with this team is that Wallace was supposed to be that guy, and then he never got healthy. So that's one of the you know their biggest needs in the offseason is is finding that speed guy that's just going to be able to, to free up those medium routes. Yeah, Matt Collins, he's got it. He's coming back. He's not the fast, Mac dude. The Mac attack. <laughs> oh no, we got a new cheering squad for uh, for GT to be disappointed. <laughs> in. Pick. Mac attack. Uh, he well, played for North Carolina. Not that. Up the the Dallas Goddard train. I feel like that's where all the hype is going. Yeah, there's been a lot. Yeah, of but they still need that. speed. They still need someone to open up the middle. That's yeah. not Dallas. No, I, I like I like the idea of running the offense through two white guys, through <laughs> white tight ends. <laughs> yeah, can we say that Carson was a disappointment? Is that a is that can too we aggressive? Say Carson was a disappointment. Is that too aggressive? No, I don't think it's an aggressive stance, but I feel like I I have I've agonized over it enough where I feel like he had a solid season when he played. But uh, he definitely needs to return to form a little bit. But I, I was, I don't think I think the mitigating factor with Carson was 
you, we all knew he was coming off a devastating knee injury. So just him looking competent, I think, was a victory in its own right. I just think, looking back, that our expectations were too high for this year, for him coming back from that injury to be completely where he was last year, just in retrospect. Yeah, we got to give mm-hmm. him sort of a pass. Uh, yeah. You know, hindsight being twenty twenty, I agree with that. You know, no, no off season whatsoever to click with the team, and then right. they always say it's a two year injury, especially yeah. since he had he had the he didn't just have a straight ACL tear. It was much more complicated than that. Yeah, so that's that's our. But you're right. I be, but I I think it's more our the bigotry of how high our expectations were. That leaves you a little disappointed with with Carson. All right. Well, uh, that's all I got. Amanda, any parting thoughts? The season was a wild ride. It was wild. <laughs> but I'm glad they kept it entertaining till yeah. the end. It, it reminded me of the plot of Friday Night Lights, the movie, you know? We were like the Permian Panthers of the season. <laughs> I don't remember the plot of the movie. Oh, come on. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, that's so totally lost the on Permian me. Permian Panthers, <laughs> they lose to Midland Lee to get into the playoffs. Oh, my God. I love that you yeah. remember all They that. have to get into the playoffs on a coin flip tiebreaker, and then they get to the finals against Dallas Carter supposed to be you know unstoppable that was the saints and uh you know through grit and determination we uh almost pulled it out but got stopped on the goal line on the last play so oh and billy lose. bob thornton has been named our new head coach <laughs> they lose in friday Night lights in the movie yeah at the very end because oh, i feel like the tv show they always won yeah well obviously the tv show is a but is a crock of shit matt <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Coach based Taylor's, on the real people. The movie Coach Taylor is way better than the Billy Bob version. You mean the show sure. one? Yeah. Yeah. What's that guy's name? I can't remember. Kyle something. Kyle Steve. Kyle, Kyle Chandler. Chandler, that's it. There we go. Way to go, team. We didn't have to, didn't have to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and Connie Britton was a delight. Well, Connie Britton's the in the movie, too. Yeah. She is. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think Kylie oh, Britton's the wife in both, yeah. and so is the uh, booster dude. Are you Look sure? Who was, who was our booby mm-hmm. Miles? Corey Clement? Definitely. Uh, Well, I mean, or a J.H.I. Take your pick J. in the right back position. That's true, J.H.I. And I was pretty, you know, who I also was very proud of was our little munchkin, since this is probably the end of the road for him. It was good to see him have some really key plays to let us get, make it to the playoffs. So, you know, it kind of comes full circle that he lost his last game in New Orleans, you know, where he, you know, San Diego, New Orleans, Philly. You know, he says he's undecided, but I don't see him coming back. No, I, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe one more year, but I, I think. He had, a, he had a great career. I think he should hang it up. Munchkin. All right. Uh, Matt, you're right. She was in both. Good call. Thanks. She just you're did welcome. such a good job in the first one. <laughs> you know? Yep. There you go. 
Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you sometime when we feel like talking about the Eagles again. <laughs> yeah. We won't let you know when it's happening. So watch your feed. Watch it. <laughs> we'll see what, when Rube does one, and then we'll figure out if we want to do one as well. Yeah. We'll just rip off all his insights. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I would say overall – it was a wild ride. It felt like 10 seasons of one, but, you know, happy. I'm, I, I'm content with his Eagle season. Me too. I agree. All right. We All did right. it. We did it. We did something. <laughs> See you next time. See you in a year. Bye. 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 No, no, no.